0: Smith for the front office news back again for our 22nd podcast and we got a special guest again again this guy I think I I had such a great time the last time he was on I I invited him again so Bearcat Nation I got to give a warm welcome from my man Alex Brantley make some noise for my man Alex Brantley y'all
1: absolutely (laughs) happy to be
0: here Bearcat Nation my man, my man. So how you feeling over there, man? I'm doing
1: great. It's March. March Madness on the way. Oh man. But, so, weather's doing doing a lot better than the past few weeks. No snow. So that's true.
0: That's true. <laughs> you know, we had a million million inches of snow the last couple of weeks. So we finally got over that hurdle knock on wood, it seems. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. You played March Madness today? I didn't. You didn't. Uh yeah. now you yeah.
1: I want to I want to say something though since we are in March Madness we we gonna get it going right away. All right, go for it. Uh, so my my Bearcats with the American you know athletic tournament you know coming up I, I want to ask you how are <laughs> you feeling going into the tournament because obviously they you know were on a little run now we've had a couple topsy turvy. Uh, episodes with Memphis and Houston. What what's your feeling going into Man,
0: March Madness. You, you flipped it on me. You flipped it <laughs> on me. This is this is this is great. Now now um, man. Okay, so I feel like I'm gonna be long winded about this, but after Houston, like everybody, I feel that was a gut punch, right? I, I but the thing is, I expected them to lose to Houston. It was on the road. They hadn't. Well, they had been playing. It was a whole week off. Houston got beat by ECU, which was the worst thing that could happen for UC personally to me. But I didn't expect them to get 40 balled, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, right? yeah, so, I, don't, I don't think anybody was expecting the worst loss since 2011. No, nah, I didn't expect them to 40 ball. So, right. So I'm like, damn, then they started off so good. So they was like, you know, start off a nice little run, people hitting threes. I'm like, dang, Mikey hit a three. I'm like, oh, man, we they got a chance. <laughs> They might, they's gonna, stay they gonna stick with them. Then it just got ugly. They got masterpiece sneaker ugly, like, <laughs> real ugly. You know what I'm saying? Turn off the lights, ugly. You know what I'm saying? But that's, that's
1: but, a '90s reference for anybody that doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look up
0: masterpiece sneakers, and then you can come talk to me. Like you see those sneakers, <laughs> you gonna understand. But uh, <laughs> then they, they rattle off. You know the, the tough win what was that not too lame it was Tulsa. So they beat Tulsa. They kind of played sluggish at the end, but they still pulled it off. My man Jeremiah with the last second layup. The trap, they got the trap and the nice floater. Boom. All right, so you feeling good about that? Don't matter. Because they actually outplayed Tulsa. And they just kind of, at the end, was just, just, you know, falling in on mistakes. And then, they you know, they want to spite themselves, which is great. And then, boom, the Tulane game. Game's close, and then they just go on this unbelievable run. look the best they've looked all season in that run. And you're like, dang, all right. And and then, now we're not even going to talk about Memphis game yet, right? Because you got you lose to Houston. Get blown out to Houston. And then what happens during the week, Alex? What happens during the week?
1: Zach Harvey leaves the program. Yeah,
0: leaves the program, right? Ops out. And I hope that young man's okay. But at the same time, that was the huge – earth-shattering news because he's john brandon's biggest recruit so you get smoked by 38 40 ball right You get just just balled out the out the arena lose your best recruit within a couple days everybody's going crazy you got rumors of possibly Tari eason leaving you got all this stuff going like he gonna be next you know so then you like
1: which would be he? beyond devastating oh, for the super, program
0: super super devastating right and then you start kind of feed into it. You're like, dang it, you know, you get you got snow snowball. You know what I'm saying like Houston. And then and then your boy leaves. And it's like the thing is, is those are his recruits, so it's it's crazy. So then you are thinking about it, you're like, okay. And then um, they they come out and play well. You know, dirt this week. Tari has his best game of the season, a double double. And you're like, man, nah, he ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? That's how you feel. The um, only th- the only thing I'm absolutely sure about is
1: these guys have heart, and they're not going to quit. Nah, <clears throat> at least, the, at least the guys that are on the court. So, and, and that's what makes it so hard. Because you asked me last time I was on, yep. what were my feelings about John Brannon? And I'm still somewhere in the middle. Like, I, I don't know what to say because they haven't quit on him. They're still playing, but obviously, I, I still think there's something that makes these guys not comfortable. You mentioned mm-hmm. Zach being one of his guys. That was very important to have a top 50 player from 2019 here. And I don't know what happened during the course of the year to make him uncomfortable. I mean, other than as we talk off the record, COVID in general and the challenges that COVID has brought for just them even trying to have a halfway normal, you know, college existence. But my man, David DeJulius, opts out for the rest of the season yeah so that's another added layer to what we're just you know talking about so Ooh. it's like i you know i'm glad the guys are still fighting but yeah. man like this is a lot to go through during one season
0: yeah it's a lot it's a lot <laughs> like um the julius caught me by you know surprise i'm not gonna lie about that but i mean i do feel like julius is gonna be back i mean even it's even reports out there that's saying that hey you he just gotta get his mind right and you know it is what it is um you know you come you know he's it's been it's, it's third year in, in college and you know you go from free reign doing normal stuff doing what a normal 18 to 21 year old does to confinement like you said we talked about this off the air like people don't understand like these guys are living like they're pretty much in jail you know what i'm saying but they're playing college they're playing you know collegiate sports so everybody thinks they're just they could do what they want they're getting tested you know multiple times a week you know and it, it takes a toll, man. You can't really see your parents, you know. You probably see FaceTime and stuff like that, but man, I can see how yeah, it has it's, a it's, it's, thing. it's
1: definitely not even close to the typical college no. environment because, no. as you mentioned, I mean, what they went a whole what was it, 20, 20 25, 25 20, days, 25 right. days without plan, you know, when COVID ran through yeah. the program. And obviously, UC is not the only school to deal with that this year but i mean all it takes is one guy to be exposed and not do you know what they need to do as far as staying safe and everything's in limbo so like you said the guys are literally forced to continue to be around each other can't see family can't leave you know the areas that they have mapped out and you got to think for 18 19 20 year old kids who you know this is supposed to be the best time of their life and exploration and meeting new people and even the normal athletic thing like th- this is not you know the normal athletic environment and, no, and I'm hoping I, I know Luke fickle and a few other people and Ryan day at that school that nobody likes to talk about <laughs> up seven, 71 talked about how important it is to have a normal spring and yeah. get things back in order <clears throat> I know you spoke to the receiver coach you know you yeah. see and that's very important yeah. as we try to transition as a country to get back to some normalcy. I know the kids are going back to, you know, school and elementary and yeah. junior high, high school. I think that's very important. And the college kids are no different.
0: You know, no, no, they, for sure,
1: they, they need some normalcy.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. I hope, hope normalcy comes. It looks like it's trending in that direction. It's like, um, you just, I think it's just going to be increments, you know, like, yeah, I feel like by next fall, if everything goes right and we don't mess this up as a people, I feel like we should be almost close to capacity, close, maybe like 60%, maybe at least 50, I think. I think we might get half. Or I really was going to say, I'd
1: like to see Nippert at least at 50%. Yeah, 50%.
0: <laughs> and I think if everything goes well, I think we're going to be closer to the 60, 65%. Like that's if everything goes well. And I think yeah. like the following year after that, I think everything will be... As normal as it can be. I think some stuff. I think masks may be something that kind of stays around a little bit for a while. Are people that don't feel comfortable that probably still wear it? And you know, some people don't wear them anyway. So I'm still
1: wearing mine. Just I'll I'll go on I'll go on record and say that. So Ah,
0: yeah, I'm wearing see me
1: at UC events or Bengals game, I'll have a mask on. (laughs) Yeah, for
0: sure. I definitely will. So it is what it is. But yeah, man. So like with J with JB, um like, that was the first time, like, I've, I've been a person, like, I've been more on the positive side of J.B., mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But when you go, you know, when you're teetering the 500 mark, it's kind of hard not to, you got to look at the other side, you got to be just realistic about the whole situation, right? But um, every time you think, like, all right, man, this is about to go south, <laughs> he reels them back in, man. He and, does. Like, reels them back in, it's crazy. Like, it's an uncanny thing. Because, like, this – this I mean, you lose the Julius and Harvey in the same week. And after losing them, you go two and three. That's not a bad week. And you played four games in eight days.
1: I was going to say, and especially against the opposition that they played. I mean, these were some of the better teams in league yeah. that we had with Memphis and Houston and yeah. even tough – Schools like Tulane, you know, will play you a lot harder than maybe their record, you know, it shows. shows. Mm-hmm. So it, it's definitely something that you could measure them on as far as are they committed? You know, have they given up on coach? I don't think so. Yeah. But also, like we talked about last time I was on, there's still standards here. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> with definitely. Bearcat basketball. Yeah. And that's what makes you wonder, like, yeah. So, again... I'm still on the fence. I want to see how he recovers from losing a Zach Harvey and what yeah. the recruiting class looks like, you know, come next year because that's a major hole. I mean, this is not, you know, as deep a, you know, UC squad as maybe we've grown up watching or become, yeah. you know, accustomed to. So he, he has to replace, you know, a Zach Harvey and yeah. and and keep the momentum going. So this off season is going to be really interesting to see what he pulls in recruiting wise.
0: True. True. That's, that's super important. Cause right now they don't have anybody in the, in the, you know, locked in to come, you know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, uh it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, like I got, I'm not really worried about, like, I, know, I don't know if it's being overconfident, but just, you know, with reports and just my dealings with the Julius, I feel like he, he's going to be back. Uh, Mass and I feel like he's going to be back. Um, that wild card on his team is Victor Lacquin. Like, he's the big guy that, you know, knee injury will just be a redshirt a year. It's going to be kind of I doubt we see him play any minutes. Um, he was a top, I want to say 150 recruit okay. um, overseas, but nobody knows because it's like he's just been overseas. So he's like that he could either be like this real live baller that we've just been discounting, or he could be just a guy that. He's overseas and he's 611 and everybody's like you know like like, an- like
1: another uh, individual we had transfer in <laughs> and 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 out as quickly yeah yeah so you never
0: know you but you never know i'm hoping he's like the hidden gem you know what i mean like this yeah. guy that can do a little bit what we expected you know the other guy to do and you like you don't expect anything because mm-hmm. you know you got Easton who i feel like next year he's If he can stay on the floor, dude's going to average damn near a double double. Like, I just, you just, you just got to get him help so he doesn't have to be like the main, the five. Like, he's adjusting to that. And and heck, honestly, if he gets a regular offseason, he might still be able to play the five even better. But I'd rather rather him be a help side blocker because he's so athletic. You see that quickness, like, he'll be killing stuff off the help side if he didn't have to be the main guy in the paint. So, And, and I would like to see him get, as you mentioned, just a little bulk to yeah. him for the typical UC
1: four or power forward yeah. that they're looking to. for. Because it was to. definitely helping, you know, stay fresh and deal with you know, being the guy and yeah. you know, get getting bumped around down there a little bit. But you know, I'm, I'm with you as far as David Julius. I don't really see a reason why he would leave the program. He came here for a reason. He yeah. honestly looked very comfortable yeah. from day one. For sure. And I'm hoping it's just, you know, like he said, he needed to reset you know, mentally. But I mean, he's, he's been, you know, the man really one of the best leaders on the team, him and Jeremiah, as far as, you know, keeping the guys locked in and always bringing the energy. So it was kind of a shock, but I I think he'll be back.
0: Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty positive on that one, man. That one, it caught people by surprise. Why? But at the same time, I think that one, I'm not really worried about it on that one. I think he'll be back. The next year will be a lot better for everybody, too, I think, just because the vaccine, man, that's it's the wild card. Um, Yeah. It's rough, man. You know, you're not winning as much, too, but I will give them props for, you know, they the season could have really went down, 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 downhill when they were three and seven. They kept scrapping, man. Like, every time you yeah, think. There were several opportunities for the cast the away group. the white flag. This year. For sure. And just say we're gonna play next year, pretty much. And they just every time you think it's gonna happen, they don't do it. It's crazy. Like I know we keep harping on that that situation, but it is real. Cause
1: now, how much of that do we really contribute to JB though?
0: That's a good question, man.
1: See, because guys like Jeremiah are not gonna quit no matter what. That's You, true. Know, you you're talking about a guy was born and raised here. That, you know, see Paul across the chest mean something, yeah, yeah, you know, sure. to him. So, you know, we got lucky in essence to have guys like that that have but, some internal pride, man. But
0: not the dog, the old coaching staff. Jeremiah wouldn't be here. What if, if i I'd highly doubt, I highly doubt Cronin recruits Jeremiah. <laughs> highly doubt it. And that's not even dogging Cronin. I just highly doubt it. You know what I'm saying? Like a kid like Jeremiah, I don't think he gets to come here if JB is not the coach. That's a fair
1: point. You know, like, Mick, Mick definitely cherry picked around the the country, yeah. But I mean, he also had a lot of success with that, so you he can't did. He did. take he did that away from him. Can't knock that. Um, but, but no, that's it. That's an interesting dynamic with, with JB, he kind
0: of locked in on. Jeremiah being one of his guys, so so he saw something that I don't think Mick would have saw. I think he'd have been like, nah. And so that's like, it's the it's the I don't know. It's like the pro and the con because you like you got J, you got you know Jeremiah who's playing way better than people expected, Um, improved dramatically from you know freshman to sophomore year, even dealing with an injury. With COVID, like you know what I'm saying, so like he's done a lot. Like dang, this dude's gonna be a player, like flat out. And you could exactly. see it last year before he got hurt for real. Like even with the seniors and stuff, it was some games where he might have four points, but they were just like four points, three rebounds, and like two steals. you would be like, "This this dude can ball." And, and it's only four points. You know what I'm saying? Like right. But if you watched it, like if you let a you let the um the analytics geeks, yes, yeah, so you know where <laughs> jab at yeah, them. Let yeah. the analytics geeks. Tell you, like, oh, he only had four points. You know what I'm saying? Like, like when Anthony, you saw when Anthony Evers got the dunk and everybody pulled out his stats at a stat sheet. Yeah. That's terrible. Come on, man. That's a great dunk.
1: And then there's certain stuff you can't quantify. And Can that's quantify. why I'm with Charles Barkley as far as sometimes singling these geeks out. Yeah. You know, uh, and I don't care what sport it is. We're talking college, who's college, yeah. football, NFL. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to mention any, you know, particular. You know organizations by name, but but like I said, if, if that's your main lane, you're gonna miss a whole lot.
0: Yeah, because sometimes you, some people just affect the game. It's an eyeball test. Like sometimes you, you, you like, can't put it on the stats. You can't put it on the stats. He's like a Trey Scott. Trey Scott, even though he averaged a double double last year, if they had Trey Scott, this even with COVID, this season would be totally different. Totally different. Yeah. And and and, and you know, Cumberland was the man, right? But Trey Scott was like that. He was the heart and soul of the team, and I just think they had him this year. I mean, you can't make the man stay another year, or whatever. But I just like nobody realized how important Trey Scott was until he was gone.
1: Yeah, That's what and, it is, you, and you see historically has had a lot of players like that where it may not show up on the stat sheet, but yeah. like a guy who came in high profile but didn't necessarily have a high profile numbers. since he kid, also like a Damon Flint.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. he he
1: was very important to those teams that made a deep run and lead eight. You know, it's not necessarily going to show up on a stat sheet, but the way he controlled the pace, you know, playing that lead guard position, not turning the ball over, stuff like that. We've had other guys like Eric Hicks, you know, crashing the boards and the high energy, you know, needed in the post. So we've seen it before.
0: Yeah, Jaquan Parker. You know, I mean,
1: exactly. So it's it's not something that you necessarily have to. Do or my guy that I speak to a lot, Mister Terry Nelson himself. Yeah, you know, yeah, yep, well, yep. I've I've seen tons of Bearcats not necessarily fill up the stat sheet, but be very vital yeah. to the success of the team.
0: Yeah, for sure. You ain't lying on that. So that's like the thing. Like they, um, JD is like the guy that can affect the game without scoring. But now he can. Now he's starting to score and do other things. And now he has to do just play make for others a little bit better. But he go, I think he's going to take that step. He, I mean, just from him shooting, what, 14% from three now? He's hitting at a high 30. I mean, he was at 41 yeah. for a minute. But, I mean, you talk about range. a jump. jump. That was
1: amazing. Jump.
0: jump. And he's shooting that thing with no – I mean, he, he got – the confidence is always there. Everybody knew that. But just to see him – and it's not, it's not even a regular year. So I feel like if they can get a semi, even a half normal offseason – with how he's improved he's gonna just he's gonna keep just he's keep, gonna skyrocket keep stepping, keep stepping you got um so all right all right so this is my question i'm rambling but I, I got one for you all right so now since harvey's not in the picture who is your i mean because you keith isn't coming back i don't see i think he's going to, he's going no to you're pay. going right now and i feel him you get back <laughs> but uh, I don't know about vote. Votes like the coin flip. Everybody's saying that he could take the extra year. All right. Um who knows? I know I feel like the is coming back. I feel like I've seen a post that he's coming back. And he he's a red shirt junior, so I figured that, but I think they just honored him because he had four years in. Um my question, who is who are your are your your cornerstone pieces right now in the program? I know I know two of them are, but who are the people? Yeah, who are the people you feel like? All right, for this program to be to get back to the level that we're used to them being at, without thinking of who they're going to add, who are the most important people? I guess say three, and then maybe I know the first two you would say, but maybe add two more.
1: Okay, well, outside of Easton and and JD, yeah, yeah, we'll 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 look at for me guys like Micah Adams Woods, who I still think is a very important part of this team and this program i know his minutes have been down but he still exhibits a lot of confidence and as i mentioned before if jd is like the top energy guy on the team i feel like mike adam Woods is number
0: two okay
1: uh especially coming off the bench and not losing any momentum and another guy that's not you know hesitant as far as putting up shots or playing defense um also uh mikey
0: yeah,
1: you know, I I I love the speed at which he plays. Yeah, you know, every now and then he'll still make that freshman mistake. It's yeah, like, yeah. uh, you know, but you can tell there's there's a future there, and holding down the backcourt, especially now with Harvey being gone, those would be my two guys that I okay. look at as as linchpins. Now, I still think we need some help in the post for for yeah. Easton Man because it's going to be really easy come next year to uh focusing on him as far as yeah. the opposition yes. if yeah. he doesn't have anybody in the post to help him out
0: yeah yeah i, I said this i don't, I thought it was with you but i was with an, another group and i was like they gotta get that rim runner guy that's just like a solid shoulder dude even if he's six seven six eight yeah that could just dump, rebound and he could pass a little bit you know what i mean so you don't got to worry about Easton. If they get somebody taller, that's even better. But they need somebody just a kind of intimidator type dude with a little and I, and
1: I saw a Miami Hurricanes game a few weeks ago, and I was mad. And I know you're going to know where I'm going. I know with where
0: this. you're going. To
1: <laughs> because there was a guy out there who did exactly what you just <laughs> mentioned in, in Nasir Brooks, who I was a really big fan of when he was here. Another guy like we just talked yeah. about that may not you know, necessarily fill up the stat sheet, but his presence in the post yeah. and being able to run and be athletic, protect the rim, you know, yeah. catch the alley-oops. And I actually thought he was developing a little mid-range game right. and and jump, you know, hooks inside, you know, the post. But guys like that, you know, I know they're out there. Now, what yeah. we have to do to, to get them to come back to UC, I, I don't know. But, yeah, yeah, just watching them, I'm like, man, he should still be here. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, but, I, but my, I'll be devil's advocate on Nas. If Nas doesn't transfer, he's gone already. Probably. Yeah. So I, I, I tell everybody that too. Cause every time, cause like, all right. So I saw a clip of him like, cause you know, I be checking on, um, if they play at UC. I'm going to check on him. He dunked on dude so hard. And I was like, I had to scale myself <laughs> back. I'm like, you know what? If he was at UC, he'd be gone because he was uh, the reason why he's there because of the red shirt. He didn't get the waiver. Right. So I was like, let me just relax because <laughs> he would have been gone anyways, even if he would have stayed. So true. That's how I look at it. So that's how that's that's what makes me sleep better at night when I think about that part of it. Because he yeah. definitely would be a heck of a person to have on his team. Like they would be, they wouldn't have I don't, they wouldn't have that law. Like they wouldn't have that law. It would be him. But, but I would say he wouldn't have been here. So right. <laughs> so that makes me well, feel slightly better. Me too, and <laughs> and like you said though,
1: getting back to the original question, I think Mikey and I think Micah Adams was, yeah. and honestly, looking at the uh, Matson twins to see what they develop yeah. into is going to be very, you know, important because a lot of you know Brandon's system, the you know back and forth and the shooting and wanting to put up numbers, yeah. you, know, you got to have guys that, that put up buckets, yeah, you know, yep, flat, yep. flat out, flat out, yep. you know, and I want to see because. Matson, what's, what's, is it Gabe, Gabe played this year, right? No,
0: Gabe is the one that, Gabe is the one that, that it opted out. I okay. Think. Mace Mason. Mason, that. like, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, Mason. Mason. Yeah, Mason. Yeah. Don't kill me, Mason, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, he's
1: played very scrappy, you yeah. know, in the minutes that he's played. Yeah. And I like his intensity. Yeah. And I know that they can both shoot. Yeah. is 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 the reputation they had coming out of Minnesota. Yeah. Um, you know, Mason has been a little hesitant this year. I don't know if it's because of the lack of, you know, reps and and yeah. when he does come in, he kind of knows he's not, you know, the feature guy, but as you mentioned, having a full offseason and coaches actually being able to get their hands on guys and yeah. you yeah. know, go through drills and and work, go. a lot of these guys are going to take a jump anyway. So maybe we don't have to be as worried, but they still need to uh, get Easton some help
0: and and replace Zach Harvey. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. So that's that's the question, man. Like, yeah, they gotta get they gotta get a big, definitely help if they can. Um, then hopefully, if they have to go transfer route, hopefully it's not like lower level. They gotta get somebody else <laughs> off the bench from a higher level to come down. You know, and athletic because Houston isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Nope. <laughs> And, uh, unless ralph,
1: that,
0: that, ralph that, you know where
1: i'm going you go going on with Sam, the samson hey, everywhere he's been you know <laughs> where there's been smoke there's been fire so i'm just throwing that out there hey. you know houston's not quite you know flash uh five slam a yet no nah. but they are a good team uh you know penny's not going anywhere in nah. memphis in, in fact i think you know, that's probably going to be a situation that gets even better as far as their yeah. recruiting and, and development. So, mm-hmm. we we have a lot of ground to make up, and it's so funny and weird saying that, because yeah. I, I saw one of your recent pieces about uh, us no longer being the bullies on the block. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's very
0: hard to take as a bear cat observer. <laughs> yeah, so like I had to like step out of my step out of my own, like, body to write that. Like, not even writing Even that's what, that's what my pod was yet last week. So I had to step out, like, we're not the bullies anymore. Like, we're yeah. not. You know, because no matter what, you know, you see was the bully. Like, flat out. Right. Even last year, we still were the bully. People were, were get up for us. they still getting up for us because they 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 know, they smell a little blood, but we're not the bullies anymore. You know, we we're on <laughs> we block shots, re, out-rebound you, and just fight you, you know what I mean. But I mean, we're scrappy. This year. We're getting, we're scrappy, but we're not the bully anymore. We're like the, I don't know. We like the. How can I describe us? We're not terrible. Terrible be just like glass jaw, but we like. Who's a decent, I have a perfect, who's a decent analogy. boxer that like sometimes when you think that's where done, I was going with it. Done, we're done, and they just come and give, <laughs> give me one. Give me one.
1: I'm gonna go to the welterweight division, 147 pounds. Right. Obviously we're not Errol Spence anymore.
0: No, no, we're not Errol Spence. Uh, we're,
1: we're, <laughs> we're not Showtime Sean Porter. Nope. But maybe we're Danny Swift Garcia. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. You know, we we
1: we're right there. So yeah. if there's a top five, maybe we're like top six, we're that, you know, contender which on yeah. a given night can still surprise you and yeah. and come home with the victory. Yeah. But again, still not what we're accustomed we're not to. The bully. At, at cincinnati we we are used to being the the feast of la resistance you know yeah, the, yeah. the the main event you know we're yeah. not
0: used to being warm-up preliminary yeah. bouts yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly pre-bouts you'd be like oh you're right before the main event, oh, the main <laughs> event. Nah, we normally be in the, the l the uh what the uh, what's when you go to the um go to the restaurant the dessert used to normally be the main <laughs> dish, you know what I mean? But right. now we're like, we're the appetizer. <laughs> oh, man, don't say that.
1: So, so the question is, if we have uh, kind of digressed to appetizer stage.
0: No, I won't say appetizer. I would just be, I was rolling with the joke too hard on that.
1: But, okay, well, are we the soup and salad stage right yeah, right before you get your
0: meal
1: yeah <laughs> e- e- either way again it's, it's not what we're used to what we want around these parts of so the question is I mean what do you personally think we need to do to get I want to at least be the bully again now we can talk about being you know an elite program and making runs in March Madness but I want that identity back.
0: I want the bully back too um, <laughs> I'll say this they, they get the right person with Eason they cool that's okay, it. and not even a guard. They need a big man. That's all they need. They need one person. If they can get two people, and not even like big stat guys. I'm telling you, just guys. Even if it's a dude that could play defense and shoot threes. Yeah. Right. And he's like a. I can't think of. He's like a. Dang. Not Tim Thomas. That's too high of a caliber person. Um, uh, Justin Jackson. But not even okay. Defensively similar to Justin Jackson, but can shoot. Okay. A little bit. Right? Stretch the floor a little but, bit. But he maybe not the most athletic dude, but he's the guy that's taking charges. I hate to charge in college basketball, <laughs> but he's taking charges. He's stripping caps before they go up, right? And then you got somebody that can just block shots. And they can get two dudes, like and if but if you get the one guy that can do everything, then it's then we're we're back on. We're back on with cooking with fish grease.
1: Well, you know, and to that point, there's not a lot of schools that I can think of offhand that have the tradition in the post that you see. I know a lot of these AAU babies care about, you know, what have you done for me lately and yeah. right now. But if you point out, you know, stat wise, all Americans, what's yeah. been done in college, guys that have, you know, progressed and went on to the pros, really shouldn't be that hard for JB or whoever's out on the road to, you know, find a quality big man in my opinion. Yeah, it
0: should be able to happen. I hope so. We've been striking out a little bit on the big <laughs> So, hopefully he can hit us. He ain't got hit a home run. He can get a double. He get a double. We back. Nice we double. Back. <laughs> nice, solid double. Right in the gap. Chance for a triple, maybe. But then maybe you stay at second. If we can do like that, we cool. And don't let us get some... If we, and if we just get a person just just hit, hit the ball off the wall, but he's a single, because he's so slow... <laughs> But we can move his feet a little bit. We get one of them. Yeah. Two of them. Like, you know what I mean? Then we back. I'm telling you, because Eason is next level. He's next level. Flat out. He's gonna number get better. JD's gonna number get better. I like the guards they got. They just gotta get the bigs, man. And the wild card is, is Victor Lacking because we haven't seen him. I just hope he's not like two left feet guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if he's that, then we're in trouble. But if he's somebody yeah. that's a little skilled and can you know, use the size for his advantage and he's quicker than we think. I mean, then we cook him with fish grease and nobody's seen him play. Everybody's going to be concentrating on Ethan, and then boom. And then if he can get another guy that can be that in-between dude, then we back bullies again. Yeah. But if Lockheed isn't what everybody's saying, then if we don't recruit anybody, then we're not going to be bullies next year. Flat out so that's just being realistic so yeah i, I don't um, like hearing uh, it but yeah it's realistic yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm just keeping it real i'm trying to keep it real and that's that's what i'm doing man i'm trying to be both sides glass full you know <laughs> half open you know half empty half full at the same right. time you know what i'm saying but uh so what's what you think Like, what? how do you think we get out of this little semi-rut per se
1: I think the the answer is kind of along the lines of what you said as far as finding a guy in the post that's going to set the tone and protect a guy like Easton and do what we need to do. Yeah. But it, it's also kind of hard to totally put your finger on exactly what needs to happen because. Even in the backcourt, you do have guys like J.D. that we mentioned that are constantly willing his teammates and others around him to you know step up and play mm-hmm. with the same intensity as, as him. So it's not that the fight is gone. It's just I don't know, maybe, you know, the actual product, like you said, needs to, you know, turn into wins and, you know, mm-hmm. intimidation and physicality again. Yeah. It makes people say, "Oh crap, we're playing UC." Yeah,
0: that's, <laughs> like, that's it. Because, like, I'm telling you, normally UC has that physical person in the post. Because Ethan is so talented, he could do so much stuff. But he's not physically intimidating. Right. He's he's athletically special, though. If that makes sense, of that is that a good? No, that's right a now? great assessment. Um, yeah, he's athletically special, he could do stuff like guards. And he can post it. He got post work. You know what I'm saying? Like he can block shots. So he could like. So it's not any disrespect to him at all. But they got to get somebody like. I'm trying to see. Like, I'm trying to go back to Hugs' days. Like when they had Maxill, but they would always have that grimy center next to him where he just be <laughs> like. But like they, a, he might chip in and get ten and eight. You know what I mean? Or like a Curtis like, Bostic, yeah, tight. like that type dude. Like a Kareem Johnson type dude. Like just gonna be big and mean. You know what I mean? Like yeah. But I know with John with Brandon's system, he wants a certain skill, so I know that makes it a little different. But he but he he needs like the rim runner. Like I said, like he is got to be like a rim runner type dude that can pass, and just can rebound and because they well, you, me-
1: you mentioned the, you mentioned the last time we were on air about one of the good things about jb is, is him not being too stubborn you know as far yeah. as you know his, his system and personnel yeah, yeah. when he understands that it's not working or yeah. you know something yeah. else is needed and i'm hoping he does that with the recruiting of the big man because we understand what he wants yeah, yeah. and you know it would be great if you could find this you know dirt and whiskey or yeah, you know yeah. Type guy no, that, no, yeah. <laughs> that i know brandon yeah i know brandon once but but like you said we're starting to see the effects of not having that intense guy in the post here yeah at cincinnati and we that's need, something that has to be fixed asap
0: yeah we got we need <laughs> athleticism like that's like my thing like you you need your big man your big man need to be touching that square like flat out you know what i mean like you gotta be just going up and that's, that's what UC is, you know what I'm saying? Just athleticism. Well, you don't, yeah. have, to, you don't have to tell me,
1: you know, I'm old school Bearcat basketball, so Touch that square. I, I want that intimidator, you yeah. know, and, and the post. I think that's where it starts for UC. Yep. Now, you look at any of the great UC teams or the more talented teams we've had, it always starts with, you know, great post play. Yeah. Now, usually they do have great, you know, guards or lead guards yeah. on those teams, but I'm talking even recently, like in the Mick days, you know, go back to 2017. I know you and I talked about that, yeah. that, that, that team that was at least supposed to go to the elite eight, um, yes. That, yes. that year, but even that year, you know, you had Kyle Washington and Gary Clark yeah. Yeah. and the post and, you know, young, you know, Trey Scott and, 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 and N- the N- Sierra Brooks. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. that has always been, you know, the tone, you go back to the hugs days, you know, Jason Maxill, Eric Hicks, yeah. or, you know, combination, you know, before them, you know, uh, Kenyon Martin, of course, Donald Little, yeah, you know, yeah. Jermaine Tate, Ryan Fletcher. Yeah. You know, this has always been yeah. the blueprint, and I, and I hope that maybe John Brandon can dust off a few of those tapes, you know, yeah. down there at Clifton and, <laughs> <laughs> and kind of see, you know, hey, man, this is maybe the formula that you might want to look for as far as, you know, recruiting yeah. You know, also because it really will help open you know stuff up for everybody.
0: Yeah, for sure. You ain't lying on that one because they they got to man, they got to. Is it because because Ethan's too talented, man? For I uh, he doesn't we don't waste his his time here. Like I yeah. feel like he might be one of those guys that could possibly be on, on that list. You know what I mean? Like at the <laughs> end, i matter How long he stay? Because he he got that special talent, man. But if you don't got no sidekick in that post for him, it's gonna be. It's gonna we'll be see,
1: and, and that scares me, particularly in the one and done era that you know we're in. Yeah. If he doesn't have any help or there's not enough of a you know supporting cast around him, he's talented enough to where I can see him coming back like next year, yeah. balling out, and, yeah. and that's it.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep, same, same. He get that full full offseason and his numbers gonna go crazy. And boom, because he's talented enough to do it. Like, I, I see it. Like, if it – I mean, Steve Wonder could see that. That young man got a chance at right. the next level. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, you can see it. Like, you know, I even saw James White was like, yeah, that Easton kid got a chance. You know what I mean? Like, like he only seen the kid play one time. He, like, and he didn't even have a good game. That was during the blowout. Well, you, you know it when you see it. And, <laughs> you know and it. So it's particularly like, guys like James White yeah.
1: who, who were killers themselves.
0: Yeah. You know, of course they see it. Yeah, you know. but it's like, dog, like, you know, that's during the blood. He's saying, hey, Easton kid, look, got a chance. You know what I'm saying? So it's just right. everybody see it. As soon as you see him play, you're like, hey, hold on. All right. So now you get another dude, you got to get a dude. He ain't got to be as good as Easton. That's the thing. Everybody thinks he got to be better, better. But you just get a, if he can get a freshman, or even if it's a JUCO kid, that's just like a sophomore, like come in get a couple years and just athletic. I don't know. That's a great how you, that's a great
1: point, though. No, because we haven't talked about this, I don't think, on or off the no. record. The JUCO thing. JUCO. We know. we know how big hugs was. And some of, you know, the best players, you know, in UC history came here as JUCO transfers, you yeah. know, be it uh, Nick Van Exel or Rude yeah. Patterson, somebody, you know, like that Pete Michael. Got um, a chip on the shoulder, man. Even, I've, even mixed teams, you know, benefited. You know, from a yeah. few JUCO yeah. guys, and and I know Titus Rubles was another one that I was really high on it. Yeah, it didn't quite turn yeah. into the player that I thought. Yeah. you know he would, but he but he still helped on those he was you know teams. And he was and a grand, I grinder. Yeah, I think maybe that's something JB might want to look at as that JUCO market. There's a lot of hungry players out here looking to be at you know an elite D one program. Yeah, yep. So they might want to check that that wire too.
0: Yeah, that might be the move. Because if you get somebody that's just like dumb athletic and you just, you know, go get them a year early and you got them <laughs> for three years, that's yeah. gonna be, you know, might push them a little bit because it's Cause you can see, I, I like overall what he's doing per se. Like people are kicking him, but I like what he's doing. I just think he has to get the bigs together. If he gets the bigs together, I think he's gonna be what everybody wants. And it's gonna be tough because it's gonna be people that it's people that love Mick. Like if it's it's thirty year old, thirty and under, <laughs> I feel like you're just like you're like you love Mick, and I, it's it's crazy. Like I, you know, like how we lo- love love huggings. But Huggins got—I don't know—I won't even <laughs> get to that because then that might. Yeah. You know, like, anyway, <laughs> but like the thirty and under crowd loves Nick a lot, but I feel like if he if JB can just get the bigs together, mm-hmm. I feel like he'll put us in a better put this program in a better position overall. Because right now we're not the bully. I don't like that, but at the same time, he's only one recruiting class away from hitting, and I think he'd be okay. Because I just feel like. J.D. has made such a jump. You can't be nothing but positive on what that young man is going to do for the rest of his career. And honestly,
1: that's something that I, you know, debate or argue with these Johnny-come-lately-UC football fans. Listen, the basketball program is always one recruit, one good year away from being back. It's just a fact. Yeah, like yeah. it has that magic to it, it has that tradition, that aura. Yeah. Right person comes here, turns this thing out, UC basketball is back. Yeah, and you, you brought up another point that that um I've been thinking about lately. I don't know that there's a more segmented fan base in college basketball, maybe than the UC Bearcats, because you you were right, you got three different generations three. At, at, at work right now. You got you you got JB who. I don't know too many people that are, like, over the top on Brandon, yeah. but, there, but there are a lot of people like me and you that are like, okay, wait. Give you him know, time. give him a chance. Yeah. Let him get his guys. Let's let's get past COVID first so we yeah. can have a, a yeah. regular, you know, environment for, for the guys because that will definitely – yeah, that would definitely help. Yeah. But but then, like you said, you got, you know, the Cronin crew, and, and I was on campus then, you know, yeah. and I was covering – UC for the news record. I knew a lot of those guys. I still Mm. talked to to Yancey Gates and stuff. So I was very (laughs) in tune with that team and the the squad that, you know, really turned it back around and got UC right. So I understand people that have their loyalty and and love for what they saw for for Mick. And then, you know, you have us, hate to call us this at this point, but you have us, old heads.
0: Yeah, yeah, we old heads.
1: (laughs) At at this point, that (laughs) you're never going to tell us anything different than, you know, what we saw under the Huggins days. Yeah, yeah. That's why the standard is going to remain what yeah. it is for us. For sure. So, I, you know, if, if honestly, I think Brandon might be the right guy to pull from all of those because he's aware of yeah. all those different eras and UC basketball. And he was just, you know, across the road in Kentucky. So it's not that he's not aware. I just yeah. – I don't know what it's going to look like you know, once we actually do get past COVID, but I'm hoping that that's what it is that really turns the program around in his favor, yeah. and maybe it doesn't take, you know, 10 years to get the program back, because he definitely inherited a better situation
0: than, than Mick Walker. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Like, no matter <laughs> how you cut it, no matter how and you cut it, hell. hands down. He, I mean, Mick was playing with anybody that can come in there. Like, oh, you can play a little bit, come on. Connor Barwin was <laughs> <is> getting there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no disrespect to Connor Barn, but when you got to go to Connor, you know you're in trouble. But he was he was banging, though. I'll give him that. He was definitely getting dirty. The, uh, the C4 yeah. big man. <laughs> 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 they might need to go. Have you seen the video of uh, Darian Beavers? Uh uh-uh. uh. Man, he doing windmills. Everything, you like, they might, man, you need to put them in a post to get them to get his Julius Peppers on. Uh,
1: oh, so is that the answer? <laughs> we, we need to go talk to Fickle, like, hey, man, yeah. it, it, there's a couple guys that we, yeah. we might need to borrow, man.
0: Let's <laughs> rent them for, you know what I'm saying? Look, man, give them an extra meal plan or something. I don't know, but you might want to holler at them. But uh, keep yeah, their cardio
1: up at the exactly, very least.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know where they're going to be at? They're going to be in the bubble. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hey, they're, all, they're already
1: in quarantine, so already.
0: they do not have to worry about it, Boom, you know. Let them know a couple of plays on defense. They're <laughs> going to be athletic, so it's just jumping. They're going to be jumping at the rim, so hey. they're going to be physical enough because, you know, Fickle's teams are physical. They're going to be all right. Well, but, you know,
1: Huggins was known for uh, bringing football guys into to practice at yeah. the very least, yeah. you know, those layup lines and, and rebounding drills. They were legendary. I remember yeah. talking to you know Kenny and yeah. and uh, uh, Satterfield and
0: Demar and and listening to some of those war stories about that and, it didn't and how it, put like take the like put the thing on the rim so they couldn't make no shots or something like that.
1: Yeah, basically the yeah. The, the drill was set up for you to receive punishment. It's not <laughs> about you making the, the the dunk or the layup. Like that's irrelevant. It's it's teaching you not to be soft when you go to the hole. So. <laughs> You know, there was only one outcome that Huggins was, was looking for <laughs> in, that, in that scenario. But it helped because, again, you know, we were the bullies on the block, and you yeah. never had to worry about UC getting out physical in the post. No, nah, no, nah,
0: that's true. That's true. So,
1: you know, and then we had dysfunctional guys. Like, well, they told me, you know, guys like Kenyon used to get off on stuff like that. You yeah, know, they, they love that physical contact. So yeah. that's that's what we need. We need yeah. to call some Luke Fickle guys, get them yeah. out there. Yeah. Start roughing guys up, put a lid on the basket. Yep. It ain't about you scoring right now.
0: Start taking this punishment. <laughs> but, uh, but the game's changed so much, man. The, the physical guys can't do nothing.
1: Yeah, the whole freedom of movement yeah. in, in basketball now, thing,
0: man. Because like, man, they could uh, they could use the Danny Forson type dude. You oh know what I mean? man! And I ain't even talking about him balling, like him getting double doubles. I'm <laughs> just talking about. Danny Fulton is laying a boom on cats. You know what I'm yeah. saying? The goon squad. Goon squad, yeah. That's that my man, John Chaney. I'm <laughs> so going send man. one of
1: my goons off there. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Coach Chaney. Coach Chaney, great. Uh, but, but, you know, I was watching, you know, the NBA recently for people that don't know. Don't have a team here in Cincinnati. You know, I am a New York Knicks fan. What is
0: balling, man? Julius Randle.
1: Is still playing bully ball. Yeah. So he he, he babies both. A little more athletic. So it it does exist. I know I guess it's not popular because everybody wants to see, you know, that Mike Dantoni, you know, old Phoenix Suns, Golden State, run run, you know, 150 points on the board, yada yada yada. But I miss the days where guys were pulling up the shorts (laughs) on defense. You know, yeah, turning he their heads it. to the side, talking stuff to you like James White. You know, used to. I used to love watching him. You know, and, and uh, play Francisco Garcia uh, at yeah, Louisville, and and that and the popular. battles like yeah. that. You know, Classic. Penny Hardaway versus Nick Van Exel. Classic. That's part of it. I, you know, uh, what was the athletic director's name that left to, to go to USC? Uh, Mike Bone. Yes. Now, he famously, in that press conference when he introduced Brandon, you know, threw a couple jabs at, you know, Cronin and talked about playing a more exciting version of, of UC basketball, yeah. and <laughs> I remember laughing at the time, number one, that, you know, he would throw those shots at Mick like yeah. that, but number two, I remember even thinking then, like, okay, this could be good and bad. Yeah. Yes, you want a more entertaining, you know, product, and maybe that will help with recruits going forward. Yeah. But remember, and we talked about this off the record, I don't care what sport it is we're talking about, you don't want to lose your culture or your identity. Mm, yeah. Once you do that, it's, it's really hard to make it back. I've, I've seen it, you know, in college football and college basketball where, mm. you know, programs deviate from who they are and their culture and what they've been and yeah. that more so than anything is hard to come back from unless you yeah. get you uh, Urban Meyer or Roy Williams, yeah. you know, to to be your coach. You usually don't come back from that. Now, I'm not speaking anything into existence. I'm just, again, wanting Brandon to not strave us so far from <laughs> the UC identity because I think that would help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel you
0: see I, I think I mean I, I think he adjusts the like that's the one thing so we'll just see if he gets enough time and, and stuff gets back normal for him I'll, I'm rooting for him I'm definitely rooting for him we'll see we'll see how that yeah. goes for sure man so you know they got a before we got on air you know they uh actually are gonna to get to play on Thursday now
1: is it Vanderbilt
0: Vanderbilt yeah so yeah at fifth third arena so they got two more games. You know, you know, Sunday, they had to make that, they like, scrapped and make that a senior day because, you know, SMU, COVID situation, yeah. the game got canceled. So, I mean, I'm happy that they got another game, especially for these players. And I wouldn't mind them beating Van. I think they could beat Vandy, you know what I'm saying? And then they go to with an ECU to finish it off. Maybe it could be 11 and nine before the tournament. So, what you think, man? What you think about these next two games? I think
1: Vanderbilt's a winnable game. And anytime that you can play a power five school, I don't care who it is. I I think it's a good thing. Because yeah. you're still talking about a certain, you know, level or caliber of athlete that's gonna be there, mm-hmm. even at a Vanderbilt. Now, obviously, they're not, you know, the top tier SEC oh, yeah, yeah, you know sure. program, but again, it's another measuring stick and something that the guys will probably be excited you know, mm-hmm. especially with it being a fill-in game yeah. to begin with, you know. So I think that that's, you know, a good opportunity to see kind of where we are play another non-conference team because we actually played Georgia and Tennessee exactly. this year. And obviously neither one of those ended up really well. So <laughs> that that might be, you know, a motivating factor for them to finish well against, you know, the SEC and Empower 5 school. Yeah. I, I think they're in a good position. You know, take the Houston game out. Okay, yeah. that was an aberration. You know, I although I initially said I thought they had a chance in that game, I didn't think they beat Houston. I just, like you said, didn't think it would be a 40 ball. Not the 40 did, ball. Did, 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 did happen. But take that out. They've been in every game. They've competed. Um, and I'm talking about, you know, obviously post-25-day you know, layout. They haven't quit, so I don't see anything that's making, you know, me be depressed or downtrodden, and I don't feel like the guys feel like that either, man. This is a good opportunity to finish the season strong and see what, you know, happens come, you know, tournament time.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. Then they got a little bit of fans in there. I think they, like, 1,500, 1,250 or something like that. I saw that. Yeah. That'll be, that's going to be dope. You get to play out of conference, big You know, like you said, Vandy isn't top tier from out out of the conference, but it's from a top tier conference. Yeah, you knock them off, that's a you know feather on your cap. Don't matter, you know. And then boom, you know, you go ahead and maybe make some magic happen in the tournament. Who knows? Because who knows if Houston's even going to play it? You know, right? They might just say, "All right, we know we in. We just go." sandbag it and try to stay healthy for, you know, who knows. Now, now do
1: you think they would actually opt out or would it just be a scenario where, you know, ideas of the conference tournament sometimes where, you know, teams that know that they're in don't obviously mm. bring the same level of desperation and they get yeah. bounced out in the quarterfinals or something? I mean, yeah. is that more what you're thinking or do you think Houston could just say, hey, we're in, we don't need to
0: play? Man, this, this year is so crazy. I can see either or. I can see them saying, you know what, man, I'm a, we top ten. I'm going to just go ahead and watch y'all cast play. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, I'm going to watch y'all play, brother. Like, hey, we're going to go ahead and sit down, you know, try to get our stuff together. You know, there's all that stuff happening in Houston. They probably it's still recovering. So, I probably would be like, look, we good. they still going to be one of the top – I mean, worst case scenario, if on if they want that number one seed or not. They want the number one seed they're going to have to play, but they don't care about being number two. Yeah. You know, then they might just say, man, we're going to kick our feet up. Let everybody rest. Mental health days, you know. What mental, what I'm health saying? Days. mental health days, man. It might be mental health days, but
1: uh well, I mean, well, speaking of mental health, that is the one thing that worries me a little bit down the stretch. You know, we talked about when they first came back, particularly the two games to start. Yeah. You know, against Temple, how uh, David Julius was definitely the barometer down yeah, the stretch. True. True. And I think we're gonna miss some of that leadership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an opportunity for guys to step up. Yeah. But my question would be so where do you think that's that leadership or that you know stepping up is gonna come from? Who do you see as pivotal, you know, for this last stretch?
0: Pivotal, I think Keith has to go out with a bang. Yeah. You gotta go out with a bang. And people are tough on Keith, man. It's I think is some is warranted, some isn't though, to me. Like. When you're all right, AAC refs suck. Like, let's not even <laughs> yeah. lie, but um, like this dude makes NBA plays and they call it charge. He like wiggles by them, the dude falls, they call it charge, and it messes up the whole game. Like <laughs> it's just bad. Like he'll have an and one, they call it a charge. I'm like, bruh, he got through, like, you know, and if people are like, he's being tunnel vision, like, dude, he's he's different, but at the same time, like the last four or five games, he's done a, he's been making a better job of getting others involved. But I think he has to play. He's got to play. He can't allow himself to get in foul trouble and he has to play clean where, I mean, clean, he can't take more than two shots during the game because he's going to take a couple. Cause like when you're, cause people forget it, like, all right, so this is man. We might be going forever. But look, <laughs> this is my barometer, right? Because Jaron Cumberland, how great he as great as he was as a UC Bearcat player, he made one of the most bone-headed, boneheaded players we've ever seen in the program history, right? Right.
1: I, you know not have a Cumberland guy, but yeah, I agree. Right?
0: Yeah, and I love Cumberland. I love Cumberland. Love him. Def- dude's a killer baller, but. Like, people dog keep so bad, they had, like, no other star messed up. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and this team is so young, like, it's certain shots that, like, are you might be like, that was a tough shot. All right. But he's the only dude that could really, I mean, it's a lot of, like, Jeremiah, is, I think he's going to be that guy, like, senior next year, even maybe. But senior year, he's going to be that guy where he's just going to – like, he's going to shoot shots. You're going to be like, what the heck was that? But I think he's going <laughs> to be that good. You feel me? Right, man? right. Like, but, like, he's earned it. He's been here. He didn't transfer. He's never said he's going to waver. You know what I'm saying? Like, like sometimes he's going to shoot a shot that might be iffy. You know what I'm saying? I think
1: that we need to get – well, not – when I say we, not people like me and you that obviously know. Mm-hmm. I, I just think Bearcat Nation in general needs to be a little bit more – uh, respectful and grateful of Keith Williams down the stretch. Yeah. yeah. Because, like you said, a guy that could have left under a number of scenarios yeah. that have taken, taken place during his career here. Yeah. You know, he came back, I think, similar to Cumberland last year. He was wanting his senior year to go a little bit differently yeah. than it, he than a little it bit. Yeah. He's pressing right now. Past four or five games, like you said, he's eased into it more and getting yeah. other people involved. Yeah. But he's, he's still, for every one bonehead play or, you say, New York City, you know, yeah. greedy greedy trying to, yeah. you know, get, get the basket. For every one of those, I still see two or three great Keith Williams yeah. plays that yeah. only Keith Williams could make yeah. on this basketball team right now. And I'm yeah. like, you know, what more do you want? You know, this guy's pouring his heart out. You know, he stayed loyal to the program. Yeah. So, you know, again, feast of famine. You know, I like guys like Keith because I know they're never going to quit.
0: Yeah, he never going to quit. Like, what game was it? He got the steal. Nobody talks about the steal. Like, Was that too lane? Yeah, like, the dude, like, he's guarding the best player. The dude was on fire. He steals the ball. <laughs> Think he might have had, like, four fouls. Get the strip. You know what I'm saying? Like, little stuff like that. And he's starting to get other people involved. So, it's like, what you want him to do? Like, he's going to have a couple plays that you might be like, I oh, wasn't the right play, Keith. You might have to pass <laughs> it a couple more times, right? But then he's going to make a play. You're going to be like, damn. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's going to like. You know, like, so it's, it's, you know, it is what it is, but I just, but we do need to appreciate him. Cause I think like, he's going to be one of the people like that everybody, I mean, the Cumberlands and Keiths will get compared by people. I know Cumberland had like a better, more accolades or whatnot. So he'll be the one, but like where, you know, Sean Kilpatrick, Cumberland, but I feel like Keith is going to be like that guy. Once, once people get a couple, once he gets a few years away, I feel like people will give him more respect, but it's just like, man, people just, just bash him like bash him yeah. like dang alright maybe he did have to take 17 shots to get his 20 today but you know what I'm saying <laughs> well I like, mean you know if that's, if, it, if that's what's
1: needed on a given night gonna,
0: yeah. let it go why like why would alright so at the end of the day no matter what whoever's your best player I want them to shoot the most times anyways
1: now, I remember I just, yeah and I remember a scenario with the Bulls I I want to say it was – I think it was 92. And it may have been the, the finals where, you know, Jordan is going off and he hit, like, the six three-pointers Yeah. And, and, and game one, you know, and he gave the yeah. famous yeah. Sh- sh- shrug against yeah. uh, Cliff Robinson. You know, and Tex Winter, the assistant coach, you know, who invented the triangle offense yeah. that that Phil Jackson – Perfected. I remember Michael always saying he came up to him after the game and he said, You know, there's no I in team. <laughs> and T. And Michael says, Oh, but there's an I and win. <laughs> you know, sometimes, look, man, I'd rather take, you know, an ugly W over a pretty high scoring loss any day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, Keith is, is apt at making those plays that you need at that given time. Uh, Davenport, you know, also is, like you said, developing into that guy, and yeah. you know, and, and we got a few guys, David DeJulius, you know, yeah. who also show flashes of that. Yeah. I don't really care, so I'm not hard on, on Keith with that as long as you, you're you doing it from an effort standpoint. I don't yeah. care if you mess up as long as you go 100 miles per Let's hour. Go 100.
0: That's what I like about him. That's UC basketball. That's it. He fits the prototypical thing. Like, so people, like, won't one you see ball, but then you got this person who is you see ball ten times over, <laughs> right? You bash him. Like, like, come on, man. I mean,
1: get a man his flowers, his flowers, still here. His flowers man. while while like he's still son. here. I'm
0: yeah. <laughs> like killing, I'll be it be killing my man Keith, man. i just be like, Come on, y'all, come on. Like, it's only a couple of people that even had a chance to make that play. He just just ain't working out for him this year, like how everybody wanted. Like, you know what I mean? But the last since they came back i feel like he's played very very well overall he's he's made way more positive plays than
1: oh yeah negative. i mean you, you, know, you could tell I mean? you could tell the adjustment and that he wanted to go out the right way
0: yeah yeah
1: you know with his career so yeah. i think he's been doing that like i said they are what they are at this point you know we know That's that e- effort is going to be what gets us over you yeah. know the top at this point and heart and i just hope that maybe we're um, you know, round in the corner, and hopefully not too short-handed at this yeah. point. Yeah, because yeah, uh, because yeah. you know, Harvey was playing some good ball before he was, man. before he got sick, and I thought he was turning the corner to where he was going to be one of those guys that we're talking about right now, where it's like, yo, next year he's really going to, exactly. you know, make that step. And you know, as we mentioned, you know, DeJulius being that you know barometer and leader, you yeah. know, coming in from day one, so that's going to be hard to. I would say replace or you know make do for right now, but yeah, again, you know they've surprised us multiple times this year, every like time, we mentioned.
0: Every time, every time they like the the hood roach, like every time you think you got them killed, nope, we come back. Like hey, got the stitches, they ready to roll. We don't die, we multiply. Yeah, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> the hood roach, they be boom, but like, like you said, man, I thought beginning of season, I thought the the future after seeing them play a little bit. Harvey, Eason, JD, right? So I said that on podcast last week, but now now, you know, it's Eason, JD, and, you know, he still got the Julius. He always was the important guy, but he's a little bit older, so you right. got him. But then now it's like Mikey Mikey and Micah. They're the guys that kind of you kind of see like, all right, now they have to be, they got to step up, but you can see it. Like, where I thought Michael was in his confidence, he snapped out of it, and he's been solid since they came back. So,
1: you know, what's funny about them is, you know, they're definitely part of the six-one and under, you know, group. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, as great as they are, sometimes that can maybe be, you know, a detriment because we were just talking about how we need that length in the
0: post. Yeah. Um,
1: you know, you need it on the perimeter, too, these days.
0: For sure. To, to compete. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Definitely need some length. Uh, but at the same time, if they get it in that post, you can make do if you got some fast, scrappy dudes on the outside. Yeah. And you don't got that tree behind you. <laughs> yeah. It can get, you know, then you really need that length. Otherwise, you got to go just lengthy. You know what I mean? Like everybody's right. long and it's cool because everybody's 6'5 and up. I mean, that's like the idea thing. Kind of how Houston's like that, man, where everybody's tall except Sasser. They right. go super long. You know, everybody's 6'4 long.
1: You know, and when you wrote the article about, you know, a small ball to answer, you know, this year and like we joked about it last time, but very shortly after, you know, Brandon went to
0: the small ball. I'm just saying. So that's legit. See, see
1: there was a time, I think it was it may have been twenty ten or twenty eleven where well. See, the the fight is always going to have a special place in my heart because that happened on my graduation day from UC. I'm sitting there and I got the biggest smile on my face. You know, this is just one of the greatest achievements of my life sitting there. And I remember at the time the president was Greg Williams. And I remember him talking about going out into the community and being, you know, great Bearcats and (laughs) representing this university. So I'll never forget that. Because we, we, we went immediately from that and being great ambassadors of UC to that, <laughs> you know, and it, it was almost like one of those. OK, but again, because UC was the bully at the time, we may not have won the game, but we were definitely going to win the fight.
0: <laughs> definitely won the fight. We got 20 ball, but we won the fight. But, fight. but no, that, that <laughs> team, I,
1: I I brought them up initially because I remember Cronin going to uh the four guards and Yancey yeah. in the post. Yeah. And what the reason I brought that up is maybe, as we were talking about, that might be something that they look into doing next year. You put a little bulk on Easton maybe if we don't get yeah. that guy in recruiting or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, you Go with that four guard lineup. You know, Villanova won a couple championships like that. And I know we'd have to step our game up to get, you know, to to that point. But, you know, it's just another idea for Bearcat Nation. And if this ever trickles to John Brandon, I'm not saying that I'm, you know, on your level as far as knowledge or understanding the game, but I'm just going through, you know, scenarios that might help. (laughs) Yeah, that would, that
0: would, that's because that's what my, when I did the small ball, that's what I saw. Like, my head yeah. i'm like i know it's on the fly so it's not gonna be the same effect because they were trying to just be bullies they try to be bullies per se and it just didn't work right <laughs> you know what i'm saying so i'm not gonna knock it but he finally saw what i'm working easton like you said he could might add 10 15 pounds and then you just go and if you can get somebody and compare with them you can have them sometimes if not because he's so talented man he can get the ball. He, he can get on a rebound and he just go.
1: I'll tell you what else to help. It's completely random, by the way. So I'm throwing that out there ahead All of right. time. So if you if your man meet, uh Alex Meacham, can
0: get the Jordan uniforms back, <laughs> that, <laughs> that 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 will help too. Hey, so this is my thing. All right, I'm gonna go on record <laughs> for this. All right, talked to Meech about it, right? So I'm going right, I'm going on record. But this is why they gotta get Jordan Nike back. All right. When these young men leave the arena, I'm gonna take a picture next game I go to. And they're not ah, wearing ah. underarmors, bro. <laughs> they knew you would get ready to go when you like, bruh, they're man, not man. wearing under armor. I don't care if they're wearing Air Maxes, Jordans, KDs, Kyries, whatever. They're not wearing Kobe's. No, yeah, Kobe's. They're not wearing no damn underarmors when they ain't got to. Bron, Bron. When you see these young men posting online. They tell They 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 out there kicking it or they going whatever the football team, whoever, they not wearing under armor. Oh, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? But the basketball and team I've seen, the most. The and basketball I've team seen and I've
1: seen and I've seen JD, you know, off yeah. the court plenty yeah. of I promise you, he probably doesn't even own any under armor other than Doing you know, official it. UC a pair yeah.
0: If he's not going, if he's not going to play. Or he gotta go to practice. He probably doesn't have any on. And that's how all these young men are, right? So you gotta that's, get that's, Nike back. Like you gotta yeah. get Nike back. Even if it's not Jordan, they gotta get Nike back. They get I don't Nike- even
1: wanna get him that possibility. I wanna <laughs> hold their feet to the fire. I'm not even giving them the possibility make it Jordan. Oh, we gotta get to-
0: We got to. You got to. I mean, I mean,
1: cause you could be swagged that I remember you see <laughs> in the Nike in the Nike uniform.
0: Eric you know that's Hicks. Wrote my dude was in his class. Eric Hicks wrote a paper on all the Jordans he had from UC. (laughs) He wrote like a four or five page paper, bro. Like (laughs) he wrote the paper, like, and everybody was like, "You got that many Jordans at the end? Like that's how much?" Because it was just so much juice.
1: I'm telling you know, and I don't think they'll mind me sharing this, (laughs) so I'll put it you know out there. But my my conversations with you know, Kenny Satterfield and Demar Johnson. I some of them were on the record, some of them yeah. were off the record. Yeah. But I remember drilling both of them on purpose because it was funny to me. And I said, "Well, look, man, okay, because you you talking about you know Demar was national you know parade yeah. high, high school player of the year. Everybody knew yeah, who everybody. Demar Johnson was, and Kenny Satterfield again. McDonald's All American, one of the twenty four best." Players in the country, yeah, and uh, and dreams. I and I and I asked them, you know, what it was about U C at the time because I wanted to paint the picture for those that don't know that era of yeah. U C basketball that made them come here. But once I got done, I said, "Hey, man, it was about them Jordans, wasn't it?" <laughs> and and both of them laughed. So I, that was all the I confirmation need it. I needed. I needed, and it was see. And DeMar came out and said, "Well, it didn't hurt." Obviously, I said, "I know it did." Yeah,
0: <laughs> for sure. Them Jordans, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, them Jordans, we gotta get it back. I don't care when, it's gotta come back, bro. Like within the next three years, it's gotta happen, man. I, I need to see you, it. Because it's it's more important. It's it's deeper than basketball. Like it's it's so important because the culture, most of your ballers are gonna be African Americans. You know, you're gonna have some dogs that are white, you know what I mean? Some dogs that are foreign, but the brothers is wearing even even the even the white boys. And is they, wearing. They, they, I was gonna wearing. say they wear them too. They wear them too. Yeah. They don't care. Like listen, cool. man, Bobby swired
1: Brandon, yeah. Bobby Brandon, Ryan Fletcher, they look good in they Jordans yeah, too. Yeah, they was, was <laughs> swagging
0: out they Jordans. So it's like get them Jordans back. We gonna get more kids that wanna come. People gonna they gonna go crazy because like it's either like you either gonna earn your minutes. Or if you're going to have to transfer out, you're going to be sick because you ain't going to be with the Jordan brand no more. And we need the uniform, though.
1: So, and I know you right. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. We need the uniform back. Not just Jordan uniforms. We get those back. And Those are still, and of course, we're a little biased in this you area, but waiting. those are the greatest college All basketball right. uniforms ever.
0: Ever. All right. <laughs> so my thing is this. If we get those back, we have to. Like I don't know. I think we got to ease into those jerseys, cause I, cause like if, all right, if they go five hundred with them <laughs> jerseys, that ain't gonna be right. So I think like they got we got to be. I'm back. totally
1: taking my analyst hat off when I say this or journalist hat. Yeah. They're not going five hundred with those uniforms. I'm just putting it out there. They're not. Those uniforms carry that kind of weight yeah. and that kind of swag drip. Whatever they're yeah. saying these days, those uniforms have.
0: That's that's facts. You probably gonna get five wins off the strength of them. Hey, come on. And you get an
1: extra recruit that you wouldn't have got because Mm -hmm. they want to play in that uniform. And all the players, especially the former players, know it. Yeah. Now I'm not I I haven't talked directly to Melvin Levitt, but I know a lot of people that that know the helicopter. He said the same thing. I have talked to me. Listen, they—they they all know it.
0: Yeah, they do know.
1: Put it. that uniform back on, and that's gonna take care of a lot by itself.
0: Yeah, for real, it's, it'll be like—I don't even know. I don't even know how to describe. It'll be <laughs> out of body experience because they get. I'm telling you, they get that back. I'm telling you, it's gonna go next level.
1: You know, and there are some uniforms that don't need to change. We've seen it in college basketball and college football. You know, Michigan is always gonna have. You know, their uniform, although I, I think they'd be better served by getting rid of those ugly white um, Bo Schembechler era robe uniforms that, that Jim Harbaugh seems to love yeah. so much that nobody else loves. Yeah. But go back to the Charles Wilson, Braylon Edwards, you know, gold pants, yeah. blue socks. Yeah. But but to transition away from that, even in basketball. North Carolina's uniform doesn't really change. No. Every now and then Kentucky is do oh. yeah, but it's the same that UCLA. Yeah, that is UC's uniform. Yeah. So that, that's a perfect way to, to end this episode is by making the Jordan plug because I'm telling you. <laughs> that will make up for some of the deficiencies we talked about. It will man, is, it's <laughs> take
0: care of itself. It's like it's like uh put some robot tussing on it. Cause we get man, if we get one ass, we throw, throw that tussing on That's vapor that's vapor rub when you are congested. <laughs> that's, right that's there. Take that tussing, it's gonna do everything. Throw hurt? sit some tussing. And it I don't want
1: them broke. to I don't want them to change it no more. If we do get those back. That is UC's basketball yeah. uniform. Don't touch it.
0: Don't touch it. <laughs> remember when you was little young, little your
1: parents tell you don't touch something. Don't
0: they're touch gonna, it. They're gonna remix it <laughs> a little bit though. But Probably. You keep, but they gotta keep it. You gotta be able to wear that exact one though. Like long legs still have that on deck. I'm cool.
1: Well, see, that's what I'm saying. So I'm that uncle or old head is telling you ahead of time not to don't touch, touch it. it. So if you get burnt, yeah. I don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Stove is hot. <laughs> exactly you yeah. learn they got to man they got to so, yeah we got to end it on that but get jordan Barron back and that that'll take care of a lot of stuff man i'm telling you everybody think it's not that big of a deal man it's, it's big, a it's huge deep, deal it's deeper it's deeper than everything i'm telling you, you and it doesn't me.
1: just it doesn't just have to be the basketball program i'm sure luke would, would love you know the the Jordan swag I mean, and, and they can out there Honestly, I think they could keep the same uniform with the football team. Now, I know I'm going a little bit off the rail with that, Yeah, But I, I just, I don't know. I'm in love with that uniform so much. I think they could come up with a football version and just make, <laughs> make, make that the standard.
0: No, just the standard. I'm <laughs> pun, I'm punting on that one. I think they'll mess it up. <laughs> they'll mess it up, and then I won't like the basketball one. And that that sounds impossible. That'd be to that mess it up. Nah, I'm gonna say they could put some kind of combo. (laughs) That black and red is so fire. And the jellies be so fire though. Well, see, yeah, and you can't match that. It's Cincinnati. Cincinnati colors. It's so so, much, man. It's just it's the same. It goes.
1: It goes together.
0: It's peanut butter and jelly.
1: Exactly.
0: You know what I'm saying? That's it.
1: Just just, just put it out there. You know, all the options they have now. Now, see, we're we trying to end, but we're going to have a Jordan conversation yeah. real quick. I've seen the Jordan 1 cleats. I've seen the 12s, yeah. the 13s. You know, all Jordan heads know what we're talking yeah. about yeah. right now. And like you said, all of them already come and you see colors. Yeah. There's no alterations that need to be made.
0: No. <laughs> and then if you want to remix it, You could just start having them give you to change the white to on a different panel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's still gonna look beautiful.
1: You could always play around with it and tweak. And I know Michael himself would probably enjoy. Outfitting you see again. Yeah. Now, I know part of the issue was his relationship was mainly with hugs, Yeah, you know, and, and did that. But I think even Jordan Brand himself have to admit, because I heard I'm, you know, I've never been. But if you go out to Nike headquarters, yes. they still have that uniform on display. On display, on display. You know, because, again, you, you can't replace that swag. No, nah, <laughs>
0: it's been 20, you know, 20, 15 years, 16 years since we wore Jordan. And they still got it up in Nike headquarters? That ought to tell you something. They're telling you, you, man. That's it. That's that's how we're going to end on that because, you know, give us Jordan back, guys. Your fan base will love it. Your recruits will love it. Everybody will love it. Like, even the coaches will love it. They don't know it yet, but they'll love it. They don't, but they will. They will. (laughs) You can say, hey, man, I can get you 12 pair of Jordans this year. Plus you come into my school and hoop. And we gonna run and gun a little bit. A little bit you here, recruit.
1: Yeah, up in the ante. And before you know it, you see it be the
0: bully again. Exactly. Big <laughs> bully. Big bully. So that's how we going. You see, we'll be the bully soon. Coming back. Coming soon. You no, know, on the back of the CDs when cats have to buy CDs.
1: Coming soon.
0: <laughs> Bullies, you see we'll be the bully soon. Coming soon. That's do, how. Do, me... people,
1: do people even remember
0: CDs like I don't that? Really no, that's a question. Man. Do <laughs> people remember CDs? I'm gonna put a poll out for that.
1: Well, you had the your record label mates that probably weren't as talented. Yeah. you know, had their <laughs> album coming out on on the horizon. Look yeah. out for the yeah. new artists. Da da Yeah. Look out for you. See you returning in them Jordan uniforms. I'm speaking it into existence. Do it, Bearcat oh, yeah. Nation, and uh, we're gonna be the bullies on the block. You know, Luke Fickle has something going with the football program. Yep. Times can, times can be great here. You know, in
0: Cincinnati. If we do the right thing. Yep, that is true, man. That's true. And um, I'm JT Smith, my man Alex Brantley. Squee, I'm Squee, signing out, y'all. X-D, X-D, See y'all. Squee, blah, blah, blah.